With Soccer Robert show. Rustert and okay. Bad Bell, <laughs> Allie Trost, and I'm Cody Bradley, our fearless leader. Guys, that game. Which game? Uh, oh. I think it was uh, there was one in Mexico recently. <laughs> I would say both of them, quite honestly. Five to freaking O. There you go. Five to nothing. It doesn't seem right. It does not seem right. on a Mexican team. Yeah, that's struggling, but still a Mexican team. Two shutouts to open the season is just like, that's, that's absurd to me. Well, and Dad, you bring up a good point. You know, you read a lot of stuff on Twitter and whatnot about, oh, Toluca's struggling. Okay, let's not diminish how well Sporting Kansas City came out and performed. It, you know, short off season, not a lot of time to rest and recuperate. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they came out and beat a Mexican team in the Champions League. With, with two changes from last year, two big changes in the lineup yeah. from last year, center forward and... And center back, so that's two big changes, and they still come out and just dominated the ever-loving hell out of a Liga MX team. But I do not agree with Sam McDowell. I don't think it was a hell of an accomplishment. I think that's a little too strong. Yeah, it's valid to point out the shit show that that team has been in the last, <laughs> yes. like, however long. Yes. But we talked about it on the last podcast how it's still like the team is in disarray, but that's still fresh guys or or you know not informed players. And then guys that have been, you know, they're in the middle of their season. And you just couldn't, you couldn't tell that at all from the way we played. It was totally opposite. It was like sporting was in the middle of their season and in shape. I mean, in Toluca, they're the ones that are doing the running for, you know, two-thirds of the game. And and Toluca's like, whoa, whoa, I'll just let those guys run by, yeah. Hey, ole. <laughs> ole. Okay, let's, everyone, let's do our favorite things. I think she, I think Allie just did. No, that's my favorite thing. The Olays. Okay, my favorite thing. Two words. Daddy Gerso. That man is having a Daddy baby, Gerso. and he is also scoring goals, making babies, and making goals. He is. Are I mean, they the this same could thing? Be a record no. season for yeah. Gerso. Yeah. And I don't know. His do shots we count. The baby on the way. I. That's. His shots count. <laughs> Yeah, Vermise, you know, everyone was kind of surprised there was expe- if they were expecting Shallowy, but Vermise explained it. it was, he just was saying he's just been scoring in practice. Like, he's just been scoring. <laughs> and, yeah, that's that's the thing. It, even if he, you know, wasn't doing all of the defensive work right away and all of that, but, you know, he got the ball and he scored. That's, and even with his right foot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that may have been the next <laughs> yeah. most impressive thing. He used both of his feet. And for all those people who think Vermees will stick with a lineup, even like somebody who's playing better in training and all that stuff, no, he's putting the best lineup out there that he thinks will get it. Everybody loves Shallowy. We think he's probably the guy who can has the most upside at this point. But freaking Gerso's scoring, and so he's in the lineup. I didn't listen to Toluca's announcers, but, you know, yeah, okay. They're kicking our butts, but their leading score from last season is on the bench. <laughs> He's playing 15 minutes. <laughs> well, and I think that's another really interesting thing, too, looking at Vermees and his ability to adapt and not – he doesn't get hung up on his players. Like you're yeah. saying, I mean, Shallowy was the leading goal scorer last season, but that 
does not in any way, shape, or form mean that he's going to be the guy starting every single game just because of those numbers alone. He did the same thing to Shalawi last year, though. If you remember, Gerso was the one that was playing more, and Shalawi was on the bench. and Keeping him in line. Yeah. Hey, got to do what you got to do. But at that time, Gerso wasn't scoring. Yeah, but... Well, he also wasn't expecting a child, <laughs> so... <laughs> he shoots, he scores. Thad, what was your favorite thing? Toluca fans. The cheering Olays, on Johnny Russell. <laughs> the Olays, the cheering for Johnny Russell, the booing their own uh, team, the doing the chant that they should not be doing but against their own keeper, um, all that fact. So, yeah, they, they turned on their own team. Uh, you can they, Maybe it's because Toluca's been playing so bad. Maybe it's because Sporting was playing so good, or maybe it was a little bit of both. They were just appreciating good soccer, and it just didn't happen to be their team. <laughs> Amen, sister. Bob. Bobbert. Uh, you said Daddy Gerso, so I wish I could come up with a <laughs> phrase for this, but Namath's got his mojo back. I mean, did you see that PK? Oh, my God. Did you see his reaction oh after the PK? He's got his confidence back, and look out. Yeah, that was that PK was nice. That was power placement. Yeah. I, th- he, I think he even like stepped to the one side to let the keeper know exactly where he was going <laughs> so he could just blow it by him and say, I still scored on you. Yeah, but I mean, just that and his combination play is looking good. Do you see him oh, and yes. Johnny's combination that they pulled off early in the game? a little back heel. Yeah. So. And man, there was there was right around that that flurry of possession right there. He There were several link-up plays like that. Just yeah. clever little one-touches. Yeah. Oh man, I was at one point. I was like, I'm freaking out. We're so good. This seems so good. I'm freaking out. And that's three matches in a row that Nemo's looked good. So we yeah. we don't know what he looked like for most of the preseason, but the last preseason game and now two CCL games. There we go. Maybe that's why they traded Rubio. <laughs> but then they had a Rubio on their team last night that was playing, and I was like, it was a weird. Well, low key, my favorite thing was. The like thirty police officers that were surrounding <laughs> the five sporting yeah. Kansas City fans there, and Zach was just like in the middle of it, like yeah. <laughs> All of the pictures of him on Twitter, Zach, we're just gonna be gonna give you a quick shout out here. We're hysterical. Friend of the friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. <laughs> yeah, he's been here. So. Yeah, he's been a guest. Yeah. And, and I don't think that they were protecting him. I think they were protecting Toluca from him. So. <laughs> right. Little right. did they know that the fans would be cheering for the other team. We can, the yeah, we can flip the narrative however we want. Um, okay, yeah, but really my favorite thing was Eric Hurtado. Oh. And he came on and I was like, I was like, holy crap, this is, I can't believe we're, we're freaking out. I'm freaking out. We're this good. <laughs> and he didn't even score, but like every touch he Getting had, I was, like, I was like, oh my gosh. He's strong, he's fast, and he's willing to pop a shot when he's got a chance, man. Again, people were down on Hurtado. He didn't score a ton of goals the last few years, but he was in spots where he wasn't as appreciated or in, that he was going to be able to be used. Um, put it for me, he's put him in a spot where he's he's going to come in. He's going to relieve Nemo. He's going to probably be, do a little wing once in a while, and he's going to he's I don't know, he's not going to score twenty seven goals or anything, but he's going to scare some people once in a while. But I think he's also going to bring an edge that Shelton that that. Shelton was just missing, like he was just Shelton missing. Shelton was too his, nice. He was too nice. He had the strength, he had the speed, he had the presence, but he had he was missing a bit of an edge that killer. they needed. The killer instinct. Oh, I agree yeah, with Hurtado's that. Hurtado's got it. And I he's think, got it. I think Namath has it too. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And uh, you, at one point you could see Hurtado mouthing off to somebody. And I think Johan sitting in the wings waiting to play is going to give him an attitude. Same thing with Shelton. Yeah, yeah. when, when Johan gets on the field, he is going to score – 
three goals just because he's <laughs> going to be so pissed off. This offense this season is going to be unstoppable. Unstoppable. Can we do an over under right now on the goals? <laughs> Well, the thing is, is I think we can start expecting these kind of performances every week, and you couldn't say that last year, but yeah. I think we can say it now. All right, all right, all right. So not I, that they're no, infallible. No, 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 no. no, no. I got it. No, no, I'm no, gonna no, do no. it. I know you're gonna. Do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, good. Devil's advocate. Bad bell. Go for it. Right. Go for it. Now, we still, we're still. It was wonderful performances. It was beautiful. It was Barcelona esque. Okay, with it with was Gerso playing Neymar or, or, or Messi. Okay, it was beautiful. The possession, all that was great. The difference still is it was against a team that we is bad right now. Right, sure. it is a Liga MX team. It's a team that's, that's three times the payroll of Sporting. It's guys who pedigree should be kicking Sporting's ass. All of that, I understand that, but it's a team that was totally demoralized. De, oh yeah, de everything you wanted, you know, demotivated everything, defanged, dejected, whatever. Right, <laughs> they're all down. Okay. Sporting kicked their ass, did a great job of it, didn't let them up. It's great. But that one header at the beginning, two minutes into the game, that takes a slightly different bounce off of Espinosa's cheek, not the upper cheek, <laughs> and it goes in the goal, and it's a totally different moment at that point. Okay, Maybe they, they get a little bit of fire. Maybe they get a little bit of guts, and it changes the game. Okay, right. and, and I know every game can change on a, a goal. But I'm just—I just don't want us to get too like, oh my God, we're gonna win every game. Well, we're gonna go no, to we're the, not. We're gonna go to Supporter Shield. We're gonna, you know, Club World Cup and all that shit. Okay, let's just well, let's. I mean, it's good to be enthusiastic, but let's be a little realistic. Okay, I'm not getting that way, but okay. <laughs> well, it sure sounded like. But no. I think I was. I think the difference is, and I, I get what you're saying, Dad. But I think the difference here is that the found the individual pieces that build the foundation are a lot stronger than they were last season. You could you could have a huge butt. nine nine out of eleven of them were the exact same foundations we had last year and you could actually say ten because we had Fontas. But look at the players who play really critical roles that were in their first season last year: Johan, Felipe. I mean, Johnny Russell. Even Johnny Russell, granted, came in and adapted a lot quicker than yes. Johan, for example. But these players have an ex- a little bit more experience, better chemistry. So those foundation pieces, although they are the same, are a lot stronger. More experienced, even shallowy, just younger players, Cousin, Lindsay. Busio. 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 Even the, you know, whether they're starting or they're on the bench, each piece is a lot stronger and it's there's strength in, in bringing back such a core, strong group that is only getting better. And Amen, I argue sister. Good point. <laughs> Good point. I completely agree. We still need to see this performance against LAFC. Right. We need to see this performance, uh, you know, in the home opener. We need to see this consistent. And then we can start consistent key. Yes. No, no, no. Uh, summer slump like we saw last. Well, season. you know, in an off game every once in a while. I mean, hell, every once in a while Barcelona loses to you know Celta Vigo, right? Mm-hmm. It happens. Okay, so I'm not going to worry about that. But it's it's got to be the consistent performance that shows up. Right. Sometimes the bounce goes wrong, et cetera. That's cool. We just got to see that they maintain that against league play also. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't even just that one header at the beginning of that game. They could have scored three, four in the in the first leg too. The guy missed the missed the overhead kick like inside the six yard box. <laughs> like yeah. the the I was indeed freaking out at points about the attack. Like they look damn near unstoppable at times. But the defense was definitely exposed like more than once. Oh yeah. And yes, it is the first two games. 
but we still seem to not be very good at defending set pieces and crosses. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's where the Toluca not being in form, and, and that's where we were saved quite a bit. So there is some question there. You know, there there's always going to be chances you give away in every single game. But, yes, there's there's still some question in the d- defense. There's that's that's a worthy discussion. Yeah, and and realistically, Toluca had three or four good chances in the first game, which probably would have resulted in one, maybe two goals. I mean, also realistically, you know, sometimes you finish everything, sometimes you finish nothing. But so I, I would say that realistically, they probably would have scored one, if maybe two, if they were in form. Right. Um, and Sporting still wins that game, and still, you know, everything equals out. They still advance. It just doesn't look as sharp. It doesn't look like as oh my god, they're so great. Yeah, not quite as dominant, but it was still very impressive, obviously. What I was uh, noticing was Milia handled the ball a lot more than usual last night, which you know is a good thing to see that he's capable of doing that. But I still think some of our passing in the back is a little risque because, uh, you know, just a weird way to say risky. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't making me feel risque at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Exposed balls. It's all. good that we can do that. That we're able to do that, but we're not going to do it against higher pressing teams, against teams that are more prepared. Because I don't think Toluca was in the mindset in anywhere in their organization to really sit down and look how do we attack Sporting Kansas City. I don't think that was their focus. They didn't have a game plan to yeah. attack, make that attack. They did have players make it. Oh yeah, they did have even multiple players making the attacks. They they tried to work together, so I mean, I'll give them that credit. And it almost, quite honestly, it almost seemed at times that Sporting's like. Okay, we're going to play that ball back into a corner and dare you to come press, and then we're going to bop, 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 right, bop, bop, right. and work it up exactly. the field. And, and we did. a chance. And we were able to do it. And it and they did. Yeah. So it it's still hopeful that, which ha- is part of all that needs to be still seen against teams like LAFC and Atlanta and other good teams. I'm not worried about Colorado's and shit like that. Did I just call Colorado shit? Yeah, I think well, I that's where We'll see. Yeah, that's where Diego Rubio <laughs> now resides. Yeah, he'll score on Sporting when they play him. Oh, so. One, I can almost guarantee he will score a goal. And you know what? Even better, it'll be off the bench. <laughs> and <laughs> keeping in true form. So, you know, one implication I was imply- or saying there was that, I mean, think about sporting, what they've done to prepare for this. You know, the oxygen tents, you know, all the preparation, Albuquerque, everything they've done, it really shows their focus. Toluca's not there. And that's one other reason it was 5-0, you know. You gotta and give credit to our. Us, you gotta give credit to our organization. <laughs> so big win next round and next week is Panama in Panama Independiente. But Say that five times fast. <laughs> I'm not taking that. <laughs> uh, but first that was this actually weekend, pretty well done, though. Independiente. Independiente. Uh, but first is LAFC. Our old some old friends on the team. One old friend. Just one old friend. And those tricks that Thad was talking about of baiting them to come press, I'm not sure will work against this team. May, may not. Well, that's that's what needs to be seen still. I, I do still have faith that Sporting is going to be a very, very good MLS team. Um, I think they're going to hit some bumps because they're going to be playing better organized teams. You know, Bradley sitting back there having watched Sporting now play two CCL games and going, yeah, I know what they're going to do. Yeah, true that. He knew that last year too. Yeah, and Sporting <laughs> won both those games. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it's a little bit different for expansion team, even though they were good. It's a little bit different. Now he's he's had time to 
build a system and have everybody used to it and just add pieces to it. So, you know. Yeah, yeah they're still susceptible in the middle of the field, though. That, well, no fail hopper. So. Well, well that's con- a good thing for them. <laughs> <laughs> and some of my concerns with Sporting KC going into this game is from a, from a mentality standpoint, you know, they're they're riding probably one of the biggest highs, like the, the excitement and just the, you know, passion going into the game for a lot of these players who – work their entire careers, their entire lives to get to moments like that. And now they're having to shift gears, go play LAFC, and then still have another game coming back home against Independiente. (laughs) I was like, I kind of paused for a second. But but no, I mean, you always have to think about the difficulty, especially this early in the season, you know, when you're not really, not just physically necessarily in true, you know, full season midway through form, but like mentality-wise as well. But it would be just like a Peter Vermees team to go out to L.A. and get a win. Yeah. It would just be so typical. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, no, but it but would it, be typical. It, yeah. yeah, very typical, on brand. Typical in that they always kind of do the opposite of what we think. <laughs> yeah. Game they should blow them out. It'll be close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so? Well, the, um, so should we go into – That was about to say Dad something earlier, and then, he, and then he looked down on his phone when we all went to him. <laughs> No, I, was, I, was, well, I was just trying to look up the quote from Peter from last night. Um, and I'm not going to read the whole quote or anything, but one of those things that gives me, again, confidence for sporting that they're not overlooking LAFC or that they're not going to be so high from the CCL game and come down is because they are so grounded. You asked Peter, because uh, I asked him very specifically last night on the phone, you know, uh, about the you know, the history and having, you know, made history last night. And he's like, I don't think about that. It's just that we, we played the game, we did it. Now we have another game. And he's very much like that. And he reinforces that across his team. If you look at quotes from the other players that the, the PR people got, it's pretty much that same sort of thing. Yeah. We haven't done anything yet. I mean, they're all kind of saying that same sort of thing. They haven't done anything yet. They know. Yeah, it was great. We got through one round, but there's still three more rounds. So I think that helps in the fact that they're not going to go to LAFC and go, yeah, okay, you know, we're still mm-hmm. so enamored with ourselves for having won the in Toluca, you know what I mean? Right. Well, and also, I mean, they didn't win. They couldn't get past Portland last season to get to the MLS Cup. So I think that's a big, you know, no one's going to forget that, especially given the short off season. But even without that, it wasn't that long ago. And I think, you know, they have even what looks like a better chance this year if we can believe it, than they even did last year to maybe get that far if things keep looking like they do right now. That's actually a good question. Is this team better than last year? No, we don't know that answer yet. Well, how, I'm asking you what you think right now. <laughs> yes, since nobody else was speaking. <laughs> I will say yes, and I'm now I'm going to flip a little bit and agree with what Allie was saying earlier about how the players are – better uh, acclimated to the team. They're better understand. Uh, last year, one of the problems, I think, with Johnny Russell towards the last half of the year was he had already played a year and a half at that point, and he needed rest, and then he was getting called up to Scotland and all that other stuff, which which is good for him, and I understand why he wouldn't turn those down. All those things. The, um, the questions about Kyrie scoring, Rubio starting, all that was very much like always a – going to be a little bit of a battle there, you know, and I think Diego and Kyrie probably handled that very well, but mm-hmm. it was still a little bit of an angst kind of thing mm-hmm. in there. Um, 
all of that and, and continuing. I know everybody loves Ike and you know, we love Ike as much as anybody, but having Fontas now fully integrated into the team and his uh, possession oriented m- movement, uh, you know, passing and all that. I know they're going to be a little more susceptible to counters. They already were susceptible to counters last year <laughs> and they're going to have to the game plan that a little bit differently this year, but if they can continue that, they are a much better team than they were. I won't say much better. They are a level better than they were last year. Again, it still remains to be seen a little bit, but they could be. I think they are a little bit better. Well, and it's. I think when you say better, and correct me if I'm misinterpreting, but I think it's not that like the talent wasn't there last year. It's going to be more of like a comfort and a consistency that we're going to see. Whether that's a comfort in trusting the players around you, like. Um, Roger had told Gerso, I just, I read a quote that Sam McDowell tweeted out that, you know, Roger told Gerso, oh, they're going to cut off this run and then I'm going to play it to here. But just, you know, trusting that like your, your players in the midfield and the backfield are going to get you the ball up top and vice versa, whether it's on a set piece or whatever. Um, I just think that the comfort level with the players and the, the chemistry is so much stronger now. And then that results in consistency. So whether that is in less slumps, more consistent just gameplay overall throughout, you know, 90 minutes. But I think it's going to be good. I think, again, to connect with what you're saying, comfort level with mode of play, mm-hmm. the way that Peter wants us to yeah. play. Um, and I think that's still developing, and I think it still will. But also think about this. We're talking about certain players. Last year, a lot of people, different people stepped up. It was Felipe early in the year. And then it was Shaoli or Russell, and then this person would step up, Gerso, for a while. You know, so that's another thing about this team is we have so many people who can step up, you know, and, and feature, mm-hmm. you know, and then they can fall by the wayside because people do. That's just how things trend, right. and then somebody else picks up the slack. And mm-hmm. this team is just so balanced in that way. Yeah. Don't forget Johan Klaze. <laughs> Johan did have yeah, – he had some big moments. That uh, Was it FC Dallas that game when he – or was it Houston where he struck the volley like right out of the air in the final seconds and just yeah, curled I in into the which, top corner? It was amazing. It was some Texas team, but just they're all the same. They're all the same. <laughs> it was FC Dallas, I remember now. It was. Mediocre and poor attended. But no, I Bob, <laughs> I like that point that you make though, where, you know, there are, and this is one of those like really strange things that you get from this team that you don't get with other teams where the egos are able to like come out at the right times, but then also mm. take a, a back seat when someone else is hot. You know, like there are players who have been the ones in the big moments and not just three players, but like five or six players on yeah. the team. So that's a really strong asset that sporting has going forward is to have players who not only can step up in the big moments, but are comfortable to do so and have experience doing so. Yeah. And who will those players be this weekend? Let's talk about the lineup. Well, I had a tweet come through, <laughs> and hey, I don't know this. We Peter for me is, is always full of surprises, but really not that many surprises if we're being honest. Um, saying that his starting lineup was going to be a total flip, and that not a single starter would be taking the field to start the game against LA. Thoughts but, on that? <laughs> there was another tweet very similar to that. It says, "How I don't know if you said how sick is it that Sporting can." totally flip their lineup like that and still put up a lineup on on the field like right. it could be. Yeah, how crazy is that? But which is like, yes, they can, but no they won't. Peter Vermees is not going to 
bench Matt Beasler against LAFC to start the game on. If if the game, game in Toluca had been a slugfest with right. up and down and constant pressure and all of that, maybe he flips out Fontas or Beasler to give him a rest. But not maybe. both. Yeah, but, not a not but a, not both. Not a leisurely walk against ten men, you know. <laughs> but yeah, the the last. I mean, when was a red card? About sixty minute, fifty minute, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, I can't quite okay, remember. So, so better part of a half, they played up a man. Most of the game, they held possession, and it and it's much easier to hold possession. Of course, Toluca wasn't doing a ton of chasing at times either, which again made it even easier. Right. So they, <clears throat> yes, they played. <clears throat> <laughs> that's that's a fine hundred percent. That's a fine. Well, then stop doing that. <laughs> uh, yes, they played at altitude. Yes, they played, but it was not the toughest game they ever played. No. So it, they a lot of those guys can still play if they if Peter wants them to, and they're going to look at whatever physical metrics that they have to do and see. But I think a fair amount of the starters from that game will be on the field or in the 18. But you've also got to think of the mental wear and tear on them as well. And in the fact that we've talked about already that Shaoli's chomping at the bit, is chomping at the bit, I'm sure Wallace is chomping at the bit, I'm sure Roe would love to start. I think we might see more rotation than you think. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think it's just as far as a starting lineup goes, I think, you know, pull, I don't know, pull Nemo, pull... Russell at the 45th minute, you know, pull him at halftime and then put Shallowy, put Rowe, put those other guys who are anxious to get in. But well, and let's just um, let's just run down each line for the fun of it, okay? Okay, Amelia, they don't okay, before replace. we do one thing, you gotta think about how important this away game at Panama is. Right. Think about what F- Toronto FC did. We have to go to Panama and we have to play well, and we're gonna need to be ready for that in every way. Let's go. Let's ask our readers and listeners. We have a poll, as you know, and we're just going to go down the line here. Um, readers obviously want Melia still. I don't think he's going to be too tired. Uh, Matt Beesler, Andre Fontas, and Rodney Wallace is one of the outside backs, and Jalen Lindsay is the fourth rated one. What do y'all think of that? Fourth rated one. Yeah, Fourth it's top pick for the back line. For defenders. Yeah, yeah, we don't have it. We don't have it picked out for specific positions. Okay. There's just four defenders, and, but it works out properly. We'll have to talk to those people at the Blue Testament and get that better. <laughs> yeah, who does? We, we that? have some back end development <laughs> to figure out. <laughs> okay, we so I can see Fonta City. I can see Sinovic City. For for Wallace. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I, I can see Wallace see. and Barath, however you say his name, being put in. But that's the only changes I think I would make to the back line. Why Barath? Because I think Fontas has played three straight games. I'm, I'm counting the last preseason game. No, I didn't ask why Fontas. I asked why Barath. Okay, I'm getting there. Um, so <laughs> I think Peter has shown this thing where he focuses on this a lot. Mentally, he doesn't want Fontas to hit a rough patch. So giving him a break at this point would be something that Peter would do, and I think Barath would then slide into his spot. Why Barath? That's what I asked. Oh, instead of Graham Smith? Yeah. Oh, because Barath has more of a international pedigree than Graham Smith does. 
he's also only been with the team for a month and a half or two months now. Yeah, yeah and how did Graham Smith's last game go, Thad? His last game was with Swope Park Rangers. It went really well, actually. <laughs> well, last time he played for Vermees, what happened? If, if, if Vermees didn't want to keep him around, he wouldn't even still be here. True. As we know. Okay. <laughs> Remember Emiliano Amor? Yeah. Okay. Um, but wasn't... It was Smith and Amore in that they were yes. playing right. together. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Graham... Because Graham Smith had a pretty good uh, game in that Houston game that he almost scored in. It was his first start for sporting. The one that sporting came back and, like, Kyrie scored, Rubio scored, or assisted or something. Do you remember that game last season? Yeah, I don't remember Graham Smith almost He was scoring. playing in that game, and he almost scored on a corner kick. There, in the game where Peter basically threw two people under the bus without saying their names, and most people thought it was Amore and Smith, but Amore hit the bricks pretty quickly. Yeah. Smith went to Swope Park and then over a little bit of time ended up basically being the starting center back and quite often the captain for Swope Park Rangers and playing really, really well, okay? I've also heard some positive things from some other people about his preseason. We didn't really get to see any of that because nothing was streamed except the one game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I was challenging you on Barath. He might have a higher um, potential. I don't know. He has more international. Ex- well, he doesn't really have more international experience. He's played in Hungary, so yeah, well, he's he's just he's played more professional games than Smith has. Yes, but Smith has been in the system for a full year and has at least practiced with these guys for a full year and is used to that style. Yeah, but this is the perfect opportunity. If you're going to get him an MLS game, this is the game to do it. It's a way. If we lose, doesn't really matter a whole lot probably in the in the end picture. Great opportunity to get him his first MLS start, get that taken care of. I see both sides. Yeah, and typically Peter won't give a center back a start until they are around for a while unless it's due to injuries, cards, et cetera. Okay. Rotation. No, usually he won't. <laughs> I, what he'll usually well, we'll do see. We'll see. is he'll put one on the bench, and then late in the game he'll give him 20 minutes. I can see Lindsay getting 20 minutes for Zuzi. Yeah, for sure. I bet Fontas and Beesler both start. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe. I feel like one one of them will get subbed out by... Hopefully. You know, yeah, maybe. but how often do you sub out center backs in a game? How when often does that happen? experience. I don't think both of them will. I yeah. think no, one. no, no. Yeah, like De- there's... definitely both would not be subbed out. But just so yeah, the listeners, a new, when you debut a new center back, that's <laughs> <what you're doing. laughs> yeah. To give he the, would play the whole ninety. To give the listeners some context, though, um, Barath received twenty-eight votes. Beasler fifty-eight. Just I'm only going to read the ones that got a lot. <laughs> Fontas forty-three. Lindsay thirty-eight. Uh, Sinovic sixteen. Wallace fifty-one. Zusi thirty-five. And then Graham Smith. Uh, you know, Johan's even in the mix there, but he got two votes, so <laughs> no one's looking to see Johan back in the on the defense. Yeah, two people voted for Johan to play outside back. I like that. It was probably Johan and, <laughs> <laughs> and he's trolling the blue dust and Krohan Yaze. No. <laughs> I I enjoy our midfield results. It looks like heading the attack. Our readers want Busio. I can okay. see that. And then the two highest is Kellen Rowe and Ilya. With 58 and 60 votes. Yeah, nobody wants nobody wants Ilya to sit. I can see that happening very easily. 
I would actually rather. I'm actually most surprised with how few votes that Roger got. Yeah, but I that's that's because everyone wants Roe to play right, a game, and, right. I, and yeah, that's I'm 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 on Team Kellen for this one. And they want Roger to rest. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, yeah. As, as much as I think Roger played a big part in these last two games mm-hmm. that people aren't even seeing or recognizing. Made the Concacaf right. team of the week. Yeah. Somebody recognized it. Well, and, and what better person than Kellen Rowe, who has already been playing in the MLS at a high level, to come in and yeah. play that spot? And, so. and he would also know Lee Wynn pretty well. Ah, right. Yeah. Good point. And probably would want some revenge. No. Um. <laughs> oh, wow. So, well, I don't think Lee was too happy in New England either. Well, moving on to wingers. I'm reading for Cody. I just kind of took over. Wait, <laughs> She's got it. I'm moving. In. Okay. I really, I really do like Kellen Rowe. He's. I. I interviewed him after that first season oh, game. Nice guy. That, it, in the, I don't know if you saw the video interview with him. And yeah. I just really liked him. He was like, he's just so happy. Oh, he is. <laughs> yeah, he's, he is. He's, he's loving to, it. He's he pumped to be with this team. Yeah. Are we not so lucky to have a team that has so many like fun characters on it? <laughs> I mean, like they make our job so much easier just talking to them. I mean, we're lucky here. Okay. Oh, I won't go there. I'll go there later maybe. When what? Cody asked for things at the end. I, just a thought jumped in my head. Oh. If we're gonna have a statue, isn't that statue gonna be of Peter Vermees? I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah, there should be a statue. That would I'm be. Not, I'm down. <laughs> I've actually thought about writing that very same can... article. Quite honestly, like... I can literally picture it right now. His hands are. His in the hands air. are in the air. <laughs> yeah. so... You can yeah, like exactly. you can like hear him and his veins popping out at some it's point. Exactly. They'll have to have Palms an audio with it. Yeah. yeah. When, when you walk <laughs> within twenty button. feet of it, it'll There's be a like button you push. Yeah. Come on, ref. What the fuck? <laughs> It's like one of those, like, uh, you know those things at Bass Pro Shop, like the trout on the wall where you press a button and it, like, sings? It'll be like you can walk up to the statue, you press a button, and it, like, yells at you. (laughs) But you, like, thank it after. Yeah. (laughs) There'll be the work safe one and then that one. That would be awesome. Oh, my god! Make it happen, Sporting. Make it happen. Yeah, come on. We're all waiting. All right. So moving on to the wingers. Well, it looks like uh, Blue Testament fans and viewers are really itching to get Daniel Shallowy in the lineup. He has the most votes with 61. Behind him is Johnny Russell. Mm-hmm. Oh, I sorry. I can't read. Behind him is Johan with 33 and Russell close behind Johan with 29. Yeah. So that's a little. I like I like Shallowy and Quaze. I like him. I agree. There. I agree. But no, Johnny's going to start. Jo- Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. No? No. I get Namath may. See it. I can see Namath starting. Shall we? will start. Yeah. I think we can maybe confidently say that, but who knows? We'll we say don't probable. Probable. I would not be surprised to see Shallowy and Gerso start. Quite honestly. Yeah. And then Namath or Hurtado, but if Namath starts, he comes off at sixty. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Again, a lot of it depends on how the game is going and what's going on at that moment. But. And center forward vote is also pretty interesting. Eric Hurtado has 55%, and Nemo has 41 And Tyler Freeman has one vote from Tyler Freeman's <laughs> Tyler mom. Freeman. We know you're Tyler reading. Freeman's mom? Tyler Freeman is going to get his first MLS start. Testament. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> really, though. If- Johan also got one vote from Johan. <laughs> And Kurohan Yaze. <laughs> Someone in the Freeman family voted on this. Like, I'm hoping. Come forward. We want to meet you. Please comment. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. I'm on Team Hurtado. Let's do it. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of suddenly on t- uh, Team Freeman, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, and if he does start for whatever reason, you guys heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Freeman is in talks of being in the starting lineup. P- Peter should just like put out the lineup based upon the youngest player first. You know. Yeah, that would yeah. work really well. <laughs> well, especially it would be entertaining. The direction that the team's going with all of these like homegrown signings it might be, you know, toddlers and tiaras out there. On the field. Oh God. Nobody you had to make that reference, didn't I don't you? Know. I couldn't think of like any other young <laughs> right. TV show. We're not talking abuse here. <laughs> no, nobody over the age of twenty-five can start this next game. Yikes! That's like the whole core. I know. It'll be like the NFL players who like lie about their height by like a fourth of an inch. It's like <laughs> Beasley's going to start saying he's twenty-six. <laughs> Okay, so that was your lineup discussion. And now we have a, a member of our podcast oh God. that took some heat recently. A wee bit. I a told you to get people talking, Cody. You agreed. <laughs> we were right. Uh, yes, our very own Robert Russert recently wrote an article about his feelings towards the Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League. He uses the official name. <laughs> Uh, that was well done, Cody. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it lit up. Uh, R backslash MLS hated us. Uh, R backslash sports. That's hated why Fat had to add a disclaimer. <laughs> Twitter hated us. Because <laughs> none of you read the articles. Guys, it's just one guy wrote a thing. You don't have to just throw all of us I, under I the may bus. have even gotten a text from a PR person saying <laughs> how embarrassing that was. I okay. Don't, no saying names. Well, hey, having there seen, are people who agree with me. Having seen the reaction and having watched the first, well, the round of sixteen. How do you feel now? Well, I mean that's part of the whole thing, you know. So okay, say we had bombed out against Toluca. What would your guys' attitude be right now? We would oh, be- it, Champions League doesn't matter. Let's focus on Supporters Shield and MLS Cup. I don't think <laughs> it's so. hard for you to say that because we didn't do that, right? No, I definitely right? wouldn't have so said it. So your point of view is okay. I, before those games started, I, yeah. it was I, that was my number one trophy this year. But I'm just saying for. everything's even more against me now. But did I want them to beat Toluca and go to the quarterfinals? I sure did. That's as you, the, as that's you the said thing in that your article. that's the thing that bothered me. Yeah, like you said, some people didn't read it. Yeah, I want them to be successful to a point. And the MLS guys brought this out too in their discussion. You know, are they going to pull a TFC and shoot everything for the Champions League and be crap in MLS? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's still a thing. One-third of the teams that have made it to the semifinals or finals have not even made the playoffs that same season. So I was just saying, okay, folks, here, I want us to win MLS Cup. That's my personal opinion. That's what I want us to do. We haven't done that since 2013. We were so close last year. So... I'm saying, you know, that's what I wanted more than Champions League. Okay? But, no, I'm not someone who is not going to be happy if Sporting goes and wins the CONCACAF Champions League, the Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League. I'm going to be ecstatic. But I just value MLS Cup at this moment in time in this franchise over Champions League. Yeah, like, that's... I mean, I I disagree, but there's a lot of logic, and that's a reasonable opinion to have. And when you asked... In, in our Slack group, you like said you were writing this, and if it would like make people mad, I was like, "Yeah, it will." But <laughs> I like. But that. I honestly, <laughs> I honestly did not expect that reaction. Right. Like, 
no one just like took it for what it was worth. Just like, oh, a differing opinion. Like mm-hmm. people got angry. Like legitimately mad. Well, isn't it good that people care that much? I, it is. It yeah. is. And I thought it was funny too that you were an embarrassment because it was, and we should never have let you write your first article. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is what? that is it? Does it start over? Does that counter click over? At the no, he was looking year? at fan posts. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. SB yeah. Nation is kind of weird like that where you can't really just easily access all the articles that someone's written. You kind of have to like do Well, okay, there's this thing called Google. Well, hold on, hold on. Put so, the author's name in and okay, see, like, you know, Bob, come on. <laughs> those are the same people who like didn't read the article. Exactly. Like, they don't have, like, they're like, I have, I just react to headlines all day long and that's right, all that I do. Right, right, right. We're, we're talking about a, a, a someone on Twitter that looked at Bob's profile and it said he only had one article written. And, he, <laughs> and, and it was that one. <laughs> yeah, right. So like, that's why he was so He assumed mad. it was that one. It actually wasn't. <laughs> Well, everyone, you heard it here first. Bob broke his silence on the CCL scandal. <laughs> the blue well, I have more to say. I have more to say. Oh, but... please continue. Yeah, let's do it. This is your <laughs> this is your opportunity to. All right. Well, um, I made many points in there that yes, I think this team is deep enough. You know, I concede the point that this team is deep enough to be successful in all these competitions. The odds of that, I, I just again, think are, are slim and none that they're going to succeed at all four. Could it happen? Sure. Sure, I did concede that point. So some people were just saying, you know, totally bogus things about it. Um, other things about it is, um, what else? Okay, maybe you guys need to throw stuff at me and I'll react to that. But yeah, those, those are kind of some of the main things I wanted to say. Okay. You addressed everything that I was thinking. But like, I mean... The the depth issue was like my number one thing, and mm. you did just, yeah. I mean, you responded to that. Yeah, in the article, I said that hey, I admit the team is built to be successful in these things. Better better than anyone else in MLS, if you ask me. Uh, which, which you didn't, or at least close. <laughs> at least close. I mean, I, better. It, I'm not saying anybody's better. It's I just I can't look at like say Atlanta and know how deep they are right now. They're a supremely talented team. Uh, probably more, you know, more talented than Sporting. Not saying they'll win against Sporting, but they have more talent. New York is pretty damn deep. So it, there's teams out there that are pretty close, if not the same. But and I'm not. This is not downplaying what Sporting has done or how good Sporting is. That's just there's a reason that when people are listing the top teams, I mean, again, I I'm not always a fan of Doyle and some of those other wankers at MLSsoccer.com. Wankers, I like it. But but there is some some also valid points when he listed um, the one article, the top tier was New York Red Bulls and Atlanta, and then the first one in the next tier was Sporting. I would put Sporting in that same tier, but maybe I'm too close to it. Maybe I'm you know maybe that's fan vision also a little bit. Uh, but I know I also don't think he's constantly right about other stuff. So, um, well, while we're still on Champions League, kind of even though we just went to MLS. <laughs> um, if we advance past Panama and Atlanta loses to Monterey, then Sporting will go to play in a stadium that I have wanted to go to like my entire life. <laughs> There's like it's it, like in the mountains. It's an incredible stadium. Yeah, that view looks pretty awesome. Yeah, it's very much nicer than the one in Panama. <laughs> just I mean, do you know that, or are you just guessing? Because no, you're probably right. No, I've seen a picture of it. Oh, okay. In fact, I don't think like 
the the stadium in Panama could even host a USL game that's not big enough. Oh man. And that team spanked Toronto. All right, so going back to the whole controversy, one of my underlying points or my whole underlying point was is that the CCL is not what it should be in my opinion. You know, the TV coverage, et cetera, et cetera, the respect it gets internationally. What do you guys think? I mean, I've been impressed to see the impassioned Toluca fans, but that may have more to do with the fate of their team and their league, et cetera. But what do you guys, how do you gauge that now? Is the CCL pretty prominent in people's eyes, well, or is it just something that other people look at and say, like, oh, okay, whatever? I thought, I thought I was in the minority in wanting to win the champion. That's like, seriously, that's my number one trophy I won mm-hmm. this year. And I thought that was weird, but I saw there was a lot of people that there was a lot of people that agreed with that. But didn't you first say it was and then, supporter shield, and then you changed your mind? And then literally, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like "Yeah, you're right." I don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't really have one over the other right at the moment. Yeah. The reason I really want to do well in CCL is because nobody else has went all the way. Yeah. I I want sporting to set that record. Sure. I don't give a. Damn, if and, and I'm not against that. If it yeah. was not televised anywhere, I would still want Sporting to be the first one to do so. Okay, I want Sporting to be the first one to win or to just set every damn record possible. Okay, so if Sporting can be the first one to do it, I'm happy about it. And is that what will bring the CCL the attention it needs? It, uh, I think it would help. Yeah, it, I, I think maybe be, not. Like it depends where you're like measuring like the metric of like exposure that you know, what is, like, the level that you think that, like, they should be at? Because I know sporting doing so well in these two games and advancing has already educated hundreds of fans on what this even is. And if this is sporting's best chance to win this trophy and maybe it kills their chances of winning the MLS Cup this year, okay, well, they can come back and try for the MLS Cup in 2020, you know? It's like capitalizing on the opportunity that's in front of you at the moment. You, you okay. get a shot to win MLS Cup every single year. You do not get a shot to win CCL every right. single year. Right. You have to have gotten to a certain level to even get to the chance to win CCL. But if Sporty wins CCL, it goes out to Scotland, or Johnny Russell's a native. It goes out to Chile, where Felipe Gutierrez is. It goes out to, um, our, I'm sorry, Spain, Spain. where uh, <laughs> yeah. Ilya and Andreu are from. It goes out to many different areas, and maybe that builds more respect from that compared to a Mexican team where they don't have as well of a broad pool of players. Yeah, that, and also I think it just it'd be a relevant story that finally an MLS team mm-hmm. like wanted in this. Oh, sure. In this modern, you know, and, yeah. and even if Sporting doesn't win it this year, or Atlanta win it, or New York win it, I'm kind of discounting Houston at the moment. Yeah, um, I hope they fire. Even if none of them fire. Even if none of them win it, but they again go to the final and it's a tight, close game, it shows that Liga MX, which has been dominant for the enti- entire existence of MLS, okay, there's the one-off wins and blah, 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 and you know we can look at that history, but it being realistic, Liga MX, top to bottom, was better than MLS. But now the top teams of MLS are comparable to the top teams in Liga MX. Comparable, I'm not saying they're better. Right, comparable okay. is a good word. All right, and maybe MLS is not going to win every year, but when MLS does win, that proves that it's capable, and maybe they only win one out of three, but that shows that at that point that MLS is, again, achieving the same level of Liga MX. You know what I mean? And that's what needs to happen for MLS to gain even more respect. 
All right. We are the weak league in North America. All right. As okay, we could can't throw CPL in there, but that's uh, I was just about to say all right. <laughs> Canadian league just started. So. Yeah, but that, that's that's like rec league, isn't it? Doesn't count. Um, <laughs> all right. So MLS is always being the weak league compared to Liga MX. So if a player from Spain wants to come to North America and play in a better league, they would be Mexico. Okay, if they want to come to play in a league where they get more money and retire, it would it was MLS. But we need to change that. Okay, I hear a lot of you saying MLS, MLS, but sporting's my team. I want my team to win the domestic league. I want my team to be the New York Yankees. I want my team to be that team. Okay, I got That's it. why CONCACAF Champions League to me is, eh. No, yeah, see, this but is, I'd rather but do exactly this. I'd rather, why it's important I'd rather to win me. supporter shield. No, this is what I was like waiting to say that whole yeah. time. There's an exact response to that is I want my team, then like I, w- I want them to go to the Club World Cup. And not because the Club World Cup is you know, big and prestigious and the, and the bigger teams care yeah, about yeah. it. But because I want my team to be in the schedule of Juventus and I want every single <laughs> yeah, Juventus yeah. fan to say who is this team or to see, oh, there's Oh, and again, MLS I would team. be ecstatic if that happened. Yeah, that's 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 why I really want, I want Club World Cup for that. Even, yeah. even if it's just like a, you know, a rec game when, you know, not their first <laughs> lineups when they, when they do play them, I want that to happen. Yeah. And it's not in... To me, like looking at this, it's not even about winning trophies. It's like think about your entire career and whatever you do. You're always trying to build your resume, add to your portfolio, you know, diversify your skill sets and show all these all of these things that you've done, situations you've been in that, you know, what you learn from this or how it makes you better. And that's what like Sporting Kansas City has a chance to do in the Champions League right now. And, And then, you know, they are they are a representative of MLS. All it does for you know, yeah, granted, Sporting Kansas City is our team, and that is the one that we are focusing on, and that's the one that Blue Testament fans and Sporting KC fans and Kansas City fans care about the most. But at the end of the day, there's a huge opportunity to say that your team is the one who is helping advance MLS and grow the league and our national, international presence. Okay, let's fast forward eight, nine months. At the end of the day, in October, if, if Sporting has ended up fifth in the West – doesn't make well, they'd still make the playoffs, yeah. I guess, technically. <laughs> still playoffs, and definitely. then they get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs and they don't do anything in Open Cup, but they ended up in the semifinals of Champions League. Or, or are you going to be happy? I would still consider it a successful season. Okay. Honestly, I would not. They, they lost in the semis, you said? Of the Champions League, yeah. I mean, I would not call that a successful season. Okay. If they got and, and eliminated in the first round of the playoffs? Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, would not it'd be call all right. It a successful season. It'd be all right. Would it you call last year a successful season? They didn't win a trophy. I mean, most of Sporting Kansas City Nation would say no, not at all. Hmm. But I. But they I, did progress by I making had, it to I the had conference a final. Lot of fun last year. That was like oh, yeah. one of the most fun seasons I've had in a well, long and it time. Depends Beasley on said the same thing. Like, what, like, <laughs> and it's, I mean. Because success is subjective, really. I mean, was it successful because they won some, like, really big games and they had some, like, really big moments? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'd say and they that. Went, and they went pretty far. And they went pretty far. They had some really exciting, like, they the 6-0 game barrier. against Vancouver. Like, they just had some really exciting games, moments, and they did break that barrier. That So, from that perspective, yes, it was successful from not winning a cup. Because then when you look at 2017, like, for them to not get as far – you know, towards the MLS Cup, but then they won an Open Cup. Was that more successful than last season? It's right. just like, yeah. 
they didn't. They also didn't score as many goals. Like they scored more goals last season than you know in club history. So it's like, you know, you just it's like it's constantly back and forth in what people consider successful. To Peter Vermees, if they don't win an MLS trophy, scrap it and look forward, and we're trying again. If they don't win all of them, he's not happy. Right. Um, and everything's relative. Okay, for if for a team that's not made the playoffs, making the playoffs is success. And bombing out in the first round. I mean, it's all relative, okay? I It depends on what your fan base is used to, what they expect, you know, where you're at in your life cycle of your team and, and where it's being built. I have followed teams that have never won a championship in their entire life, okay? I follow a hockey team that's made it to the playoffs, made it a bunch, made it to the final, but never won the whole cup, okay? Uh, I follow... Let's go, Blues! (laughs) Sorry. I I follow a baseball team that has regularly went to the playoffs, has won several World Series, and it's a a failure if they don't go pretty deep. I mean, if they don't... I'm not saying they got to make it to the World Series and win it every year, but it's a failure if they don't go deep. Okay? So, for sporting, it's kind of a failure if they don't go deep. All right? As the song goes, Kansas City has the greatest football team. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just it's at that point where the expectations are set, okay? We're not Colorado, we're not San Jose, we're not Vancouver. The expectation is that sporting achieves a certain level of success. I'm also a little more realistic and I see kind of a lot of different sides to it, okay? Teams cannot always be at the top. So be happy when they're at the top even if they're not all the way at the top. Okay. So Manchester City Okay, with the quote from Pep that I used, I thought it was funny that one person commented, and he's quoting All or Nothing, a TV show. Well, I've got to give credit to my source, guys. Yeah, he was... still said it. It doesn't matter where it came from. But anyway, so do you agree with him? And and I don't think he's blowing smoke here. I mean, I can, I can see a little bit of that. But do you think that being quality, showing quality day in and day out in your league shows that you're a better team than a seven-game tournament does? What's the seven-game tournament? Uh, Champions League. That's that's what Pep said in his quote, that you can win seven games and win the Champions League. Oh. So I'm just making that analogy. So yes. what is the better measure of a team's quality and real you know, organization's quality? Is it over a season? Supporter Shield, which is then correlated with MLS Cup, you know, how you finish on the table. Or is it a tournament? Yes. <laughs> yes what? I mean, there that it, it evens out in that one ha, one is more prestigious, but it's a lesser competition to get there. <laughs> you know, look to get to CCL, you have to have won something. Okay, right. you already have to have won something to get there, so right. it's already prestigious just to be in it. All right, so you have that part going for you, but it's even more prestigious to win it. All right, so you, it's it's like doubling down almost, you know, it's, it's extra prestigious. Uh, if you go and follow teams in Europe, most of them want to play in champions league. Sure. All right. They well, want to play in Europe though. We're not Europe. Really? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> um, but we have a lot of players from Europe and they see champions league as important. And that doesn't mean that we discount it. I mean, you, I, you're giving I'm me not this discounting look. it, but, it doesn't have the TV contract that Champions League has. It doesn't have the TV contract that MLS has. It doesn't have that exposure in the daily news 
the CONCACAF Champions League does. It's just not what it should be. If an MLS, MLS team regular winning season this, doesn't there, get the yeah. news that it should, okay? Well, yeah, but it gets more right. than Champions League does. <laughs> but but your point that it doesn't get the news doesn't make it less quality or less prestigious, okay? That's a failure of... In some people's eyes. In some people's eyes, but yeah. they're idiots. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say that that's even like a lot of people's eyes either. It, the, fa- the fact that American media doesn't give soccer the due that it's the, the credit that it's due is not the fault of soccer at this right. point. Okay, okay. Well, no, no, no. let's go back. You were comparing the UEFA Champions League to the CONCACAF, and I'm saying there's no comparison. <laughs> Sorry, there just isn't. Well, there's no comparison between MLS and La Liga. Uh, well, either. yeah, okay? but this so, is our domestic league, so... I, and this is our Champions League. Right, yeah, you're right. So it's the same thing, man. It's the same <laughs> thing. It's our league, it's our Champions League. It's their league, it's their Champions League, okay? But I can see that if an MLS team wins the CONCACAF Champions League, that's going to bring more attention to it, and I'm all for that. And the more MLS teams do well in it, the more attention happens, okay? So that's why we Hopefully, need sporting yeah. to do well. We need Atlanta to do, okay, maybe not Atlanta, but we need New York to do well. Well, and speaking of, there's four MLS teams, three Mexican teams, and one Panamanian And one team. Panamanian. So, yes, it's we're on the right track. I think that's Cody's way of saying we're talking about it for too long. I hope Houston gets no, the butts kicked. I was lending your <laughs> I was lending your argument support. But yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, any final thoughts? But anyway, I, I just want to say I do respect your opinion. Yeah. I just don't agree with it. That's okay. And th- and it is. I mean, that's why I wouldn't stop <laughs> you from writing it. It's it's cool. I just I think that they need to place importance on it when they have the shot for it. Yeah, I like pissing and, and they are off. and they are. That's another tribute to this organization, what they're, the lengths they're going to, to to be successful here. Sleeping yeah. in altitude tents in preseason. <laughs> That's not taking anything lightly. Yeah, so that article made you guys mad, but like the clicks were there, and that was pretty cool. <laughs> Although we don't do this just for clicks. We do it to be quality. <laughs> yeah, but I was I was excited when you said you were writing it. I knew it was going to cause at least a lot of conversation well good which it did yeah, just didn't quite expect the for my the, second article i'll be writing about <laughs> why the oh, wait a minute, I, yeah, sucks. for bob's second ever article <laughs> god i can't believe that person I, I do have another article out if, if you want to see it so yeah okay two more since then yeah, so that beesler though what what <laughs> that beesler though mls cup is your number one or supporter shield or open cup I know it's not. I would love to see a supporter shield, and that makes more likely MLS Cup successful because, especially with the new playoff format this year, which is something I should have mentioned in the article, but I didn't. Allie? number one trophy. Oh, um, Champions League. Cody, embrace the opportunity while you got it. Yeah, I but want that's the, the, I now, want the Champions though. League. <laughs> Don't have tunnel vision. If it's not this year, I would say Supporter Shield. This year I'm saying CCL because it's the moment to do it. So, And that's was, not tunnel vision, was... by the way. That is like, <laughs> that's looking where you are right now. That's that's yeah. a Peter Vermees philosophy of taking yeah, it right. one game at a time, not getting too far ahead of yourself. And yeah, yeah I want to, obviously, I want them to win an MLS Cup, Supporter Shield, Open Cup. You want them to win every the trophy quad. every year. Of... The quad! But this, for right now and for this year, where this team has is at and coming off of 
a 5-0 win over Toluca. Right, and I that was my win. point at the beginning. Everybody's all charged about it now. Yeah. yeah. Go back and listen. I got receipts, man. <laughs> right. That we said even we before that, even before that, if they yeah. had advanced past to this point, you know, you want them. Like I wanted them to do well in this right, and win right. this this trophy because I do think it brings a lot of credibility to not just Sporting Kansas City but MLS as a whole. It's like, hey, these teams are quality, and these teams are yeah comparable, but in five, ten years, they will be exemplary. And. I do have to re- to refute one more argument real quick. Earlier when I was talking about how we want MLS to prestige to grow for MLS, and you was like, yeah, but you care about sporting. Well, I care about sporting first. Right. But I, I care about MLS as a whole because sure. MLS is the, is the thing, right? So it's like I want my state, I want the Midwest to do well, okay? I want my city, I want my state, I want the Midwest to do well. I want the country to do well. So I wouldn't want something that would benefit just me and harm the country. I wouldn't want something that would benefit sporting and harm MLS right. overall. Okay, I'm I'm not a Galaxy fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, and hey, the better competition that Sporting KC plays, the better that they're going to get. The better that the MLS gets, better quality that Sporting's playing against week in and week out, which results in a better team, better players, better quality clubs that are making up the MLS as a whole. Like we want the MLS to be successful in the And the, the easier it is to attract a Johnny Russell or Felipe Gutierrez when they can say we're playing Champions League. One thing that Thad and I talked about on the way to the uh, Toluca game was, what if South American clubs were involved in this competition? That would make it a lot bigger as well. I don't think that'll ever happen. Club World Cup, man. Yeah, I know. But still, that would be cool if that ever happened. I agree. Yeah, but combo ball, or however you say that. Right, yeah. <laughs> How do you say that, Cody? They're their own federation. It's not Com- happen, but... Yeah, those guys. I mean, they already turned down the whole tournament for. Uh, I was just gonna say I didn't I didn't have the story in front of me, so I didn't want to start talking about it without it. But yeah, we just the we just tried that competition, didn't we? Well, it, for national teams. Oh, that's what that was. Yes. Oh, yeah. So U.S. Soccer, in case you didn't hear, U.S. Soccer proposed a tournament with the ten South American teams, combo ball, whatever, uh, and. CONCACAF, uh, top six teams in CONCACAF uh, tournament, and they would guarantee millions of dollars, etc. TV, all that stuff for next year. And the president of the South American Federation said, yeah, no thanks. (laughs) They wanted no part of that. Yeah. Although I think they need to, like, start talking to the individual countries and get the pressure on them. Okay, we are about done. That say something prophetic. Congratulations, my dog, for making high school. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, double game week next week, so potting will be difficult, but maybe, I don't even know. We'll figure it out. We'll get you another pod, as always. Until next time, go sporting. Oh, that was early. Okay. Woo! <laughs> Has just been sent off. Some part of strong evolve on soft life, but Fontaine's got me drinking. My foot, Fontaine's got me drinking. My foot, Fontaine's got me drinking. Give me a whiskey, winter gin, anything to shake this foot I'm in. My foot, Fontaine's got me drinking. My foot, Fontaine's got me drinking.
again.